Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast series on impact, talking with entrepreneurs and organizational leaders who contribute to building a more cooperative and positive future. I'm Ursula York, the host of this series. I'm a mentor to business people who want to have a positive effect on the world around them, building strong businesses by creating value for their clients, team members, and the larger world. I am so passionate about sharing with you the stories of entrepreneurs and leaders who have impact, their inspiring and energizing role models. I hope you use what you learn here to be inspired about what you can do in your business and beyond. For ongoing inspiration and support to get clear on your impact and put it into action, enter your name and email at workalchemy.com. Before we begin, this podcast conversation is between adults and contains a little adult language. So if you have little ones near you, you might want to use your headphones. Today's guest in this podcast series on impact is Steve Aitchison. Steve is the founder of Your Digital Formula, a program designed to help entrepreneurs attract a large following and grow a business. He originally started his online business back in 2006 when he started blogging and quickly became the UK's number one blogger. The Your Digital Formula program grew so quickly, it took over his whole business. Steve now dedicates most of his business to the program and to the live events he is hosting at Your Digital Formula Scotland 2017. He will be doing YDF pods around the world with smaller groups. Steve currently has around 4 million followers on Facebook on his various pages and runs two daily live shows, one for business and one for personal development. He stays with his wife, Sharon, has two older sons, 21 and 19, and has a mental little dog, Kara, a golden retriever. So thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Steve, I'm delighted we can have this conversation. Ursula, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a real honor to be here. I've listened to a couple of the the shows and uh, they're really fantastic. So it's a real honor to be here. Great. Well, thanks for joining us. So tell me about your digital formula. How did that all arise and how did that come to be the business that you chose to focus on? Um, to be honest, Ursula, it was kind of a mistake. Well, it wasn't a mistake. It was kind of, it was one of those things where um, I was. I decided in 2014, at the very beginning or the end of 2013, thought, right, I'm going to focus on Facebook. I want to master Facebook, and I just want to grow my Facebook page. At the time, I had about 30,000 followers or something, and that was just I was purely putting blog posts on. It was just done automatically. I thought, right, I need to figure this out because Facebook is going to be huge, and I started growing the page, and I just um, started getting strategic about it. And doing kind of things every day, making image quotes and videos and things like that. And it quickly grew to about half a million followers. And I started getting all these messages saying, what are you doing with your Facebook page? How are you growing your page? So I just wrote back to everybody and just said, listen, this is what I'm doing. Dead easy. Just go ahead and do that and you'll, you'll grow your page. And I still kept on getting the questions, about 10, 20 questions a day. And I thought, listen, I'll just write a quick PDF and give people that because I can't answer all these questions every day. So when they wrote back to me, I gave them the PDF, but there was still more questions. Do you do coaching? Can can I can I learn from you? Have you got a program? And then kind of had a light bulb moment and I thought, oh, shit, I should be writing a program <laughs> about how to do this. And then the first kind of your digital formula program came out and it was really all about how you grow your Facebook page and get followers. But then it quickly grew into something kind of much more because people were buying the program, taking it. They were growing the page and then they were saying, okay, Steve, what next? I've grew my page to half a million followers. What, what do I do next? 
And then I thought, right, another opportunity. This is going to be a business program to teach you how to have an impact on the world and how to sustain yourself at the same time. So it kind of came about by accident. Well, and you've got this wonderful organic growth story that is is great. And to even have achieved 30,000 followers to begin with, I, can you tell us a little bit about how you, you built that before for 2013? I mean, to even get Honest, to that point is more than most people manage. I, but I suppose, yeah, but honestly, I didn't do anything at all. I, did, I wasn't strategic and I was just doing, I had an automatic um, link going from my blog to my Facebook page. And because the blog was doing so well, I have to admit the blog was doing really well. Um, kind of at the time, I was into kind of blogging more so um, and doing other things in personal development. And the face just and the Facebook page just grew organically, and it was purely because of the blog. But I wasn't going onto the Facebook page. I wasn't doing anything. It was, an, it was just a, an automatic link from the blog post to the Facebook page, and that was it. So I didn't do anything to grow it, to be honest. Yeah, well, that that's kind of the, a great content marketing story in the sense of, of using a blog to build that. And a lot of people say, well, that doesn't happen anymore. And you you did that in very recent years, uh, whereas a lot of people are saying, yeah, you can't do that anymore. That was in the days when you didn't have to pay for Facebook ads and all of that. <laughs> you definitely can do it now. And I'm still teaching people um, kind of now what to do. Yep, the rules have changed. Um, it's not as easy to grow a Facebook page as it used to be. But if you get in, uh, can I get with the program and figure out what Facebook want, i.e. just now they're pushing videos. So if you get in and make videos, you're going to grow your page much quicker than somebody that's not doing videos. Sure. Figure out what Facebook want and you can grow your page much quicker. Yeah. And you've built an international following. I mean, you have people from all over the world, right? It's just not not just in the UK. Yeah, it's literally from all over the world. Um, I don't think anybody knows me in Scotland, but I've got <laughs> three and a half million or four million followers across the various pages. So it's quite that I like that aspect of it. It's quite cool, just um, not being known, but still being kind of internet famous, I suppose you would call it. <laughs> well, can can you share with us what kind of values come into play in having the business that you have? I mean, uh, one of the things I, I believe really strongly around this topic of impact, this making a positive contribution in the world, it's really centered around what people hold as important for themselves. It, it arises out of that. So mm -hmm. could, you, could you talk a little bit about what, how, is, how have your values come into play in your business and, and in the, the work that you do with people? Well, at the beginning, I'm going to be really honest here. I'll just be really candid. At the beginning, it was all about I wanted to give up my full-time job. I was a, an addiction worker and um, mm -hmm. working with um, kind of homeless people and helping them with um, drug and alcohol issues. So I was doing that for years, but I still had this burning desire to do um, kind of an online business. So at the beginning, Ursula, it was all about asking the question, okay, how can I make more money? What product could I sell that would bring me in money so I can give up my full-time job, do this full-time? So I must be for about, probably for about six years, I was asking that question. And it was okay, it was bringing money in, not quite enough to kind of let me go full-time online. Um, but up until 2012, I was asking that question. Then when I totally turned it around and, and kind of thought about it, it was one day I kind of had a revelation and uh, kind of one of those aha moments, and I thought, I'm asking the wrong question. It should be, how many more people can I help, and how can I help them, instead of asking the question, how much money can I get? 
And literally, it was like almost overnight that things changed. I think it was just a total mindset shift. And when you go from asking how much money can I make to how many people can I help and how can I serve them better, then things, the kind of money side of things in your business kind of take care of itself. And that that was a huge thing. That's a big value I have today. It always has to be customer first and then thinking about your kind of business. Well, and that's a great reflection of how that focus on people and what they need, uh, it it actually directly impacts your business so that you're, yeah. you're actually doing better with that kind of mindset versus a focus on profit. Yeah, and I think it's a big thing that a lot of us kind of don't look at first, and rightly so as well. Obviously, when you go into business, you automatically assume, okay, it's about getting money in. How do you get the money in? How do you get a return on investment? How do you get, what's your profit margin and stuff like that? And that that's great. You need to know that in business. But then when you get that mindset shift and say, okay, how can I actually help more people? How can I have an impact on the world? What's my legacy going to be? When you ask bigger questions like that, then there seems to be a, a switch inside you that changes. I don't know if you've heard that, Ursula, um, before as well, when you kind of ask those questions. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's how I came to do this work around impact is that it, that shift happened for me as well. And it, it totally changes the the nature and the feel of your business when you're focused yeah, on that. Yeah, are there? Can you talk a bit about the ways that you impact your clients and, and how you see that affecting them and their businesses? Yeah, I think what I've always taught as well, we're doing, we do the kind of Facebook, well, I do the Facebook live shows. So I've got two that I do every day, and um, so it's 10 per week. And I think the biggest thing, a lot of people don't, they've got this kind of imposter syndrome, whereby they're asking themselves, well, who am I to teach people to do something? Who, who am I to share my knowledge with some people? But they don't realize the biggest USP in their business is themselves. Mm-hmm. Unique and selling really proposition, is. right? Yeah, USP is unique selling proposition, right? For those unique listening. selling point, yeah, yeah. Unique selling point. The unique selling point of every single person that does any online business is themselves, mm-hmm. because everybody's got a different personality. Everybody's totally different. So if you can teach people and just say, okay, all you need to do is be genuine, be authentic, and the kind of marketing takes care of itself. You don't do push marketing. Push marketing is the old kind of style marketing, the internet marketing, where it was push, push, push. It's all about kind of me, 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 buy my stuff, buy my stuff. If you do kind of pull marketing, which is people you get people to are attracted to you because you're being genuine, because you're being authentic, and they automatically start seeking out your products, and they ask you, they come to you and say, listen, have you got a book? Have you got a product? Do you do coaching? So the pool marketing is much better than the old kind of style of push marketing. So if you teach people and just say, listen, just be genuine. If you make a mistake, you make a mistake. Like on the Facebook live shows, I get kind of phone calls or the dog starts barking or <laughs> the postman comes to the door. Right. And it's just people love that because it's just, I'm just another guy just like them. Right. Um, so And they love that kind of um, marketing style as well. Well, it's real and they can connect with you and it, yeah. it feels possible for them to do what you've done because you're you're just being yourself in those. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, it's, and it's a beautiful kind of way you can, you can get paid to be yourself. 
But obviously, <laughs> you have to do other things as well. But essentially, you're getting paid to be yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's brilliant. There's no kind of airs and graces. There's no falseness about it. And it's just a, a, a kind of beautiful thing to have. Well, I love that you said that your unique selling point in in, in digital marketing is you. And I, I love that you do two Facebook live shows a day because I don't know of anyone that's doing that with that amount of regularity, <laughs> which is awesome. And what, what holds people back you often from doing Facebook live or other video is that they feel self-conscious. They feel yeah. like, ah, I don't, I don't want to put myself in front of the camera. I, I have to be somehow better than I am or, or perfect before I can do that. How did you, how did you overcome that? kind of feeling of, of um, or were you reluctant at all? Maybe it was just a natural thing for you to, to start yeah, to Yeah, no, no, it wasn't because I'm very, probably, if we were out at a kind of party or something, I'd be the quietest person in the room. <laughs> and I was really happy to sit behind a computer, kind of make websites, write blog posts, kind of write kind of ebooks and stuff like that. I was totally happy doing that. And then people kept on asking me, they, they kind of wanted to know more about me. Who Who is the person behind the, pa the Facebook page? Who is the person behind the blog? Who is the person behind the products? And I kind of quickly realized that people want to know about you. And you are your kind of your own best asset. So I thought, okay, back in March in 2016, I was at uh, a conference in San Diego. And I thought, I'm going to try this Facebook Live thing. Because I had a blue tick, so I could do the Facebook mentions. So I went on Facebook mentions expecting about 10 or 20 people to be on. And within a few minutes, there was 10,000 people wow. on at one time. Wow. And I thought, whoa, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and I thought, this is crazy. And I, I didn't have anything prepared. And I thought, I don't know what to talk about. And I just, it was weird. Then I thought Facebook Live is going to be the thing. And I thought, I don't want to do it regularly because I'm really self-conscious. Then I thought, well, I'm going to have to do it. So I did it because I didn't want to do it, because, mm. but I knew I had to do it. And it just kind of took off and it just, um, we get about 100,000 followers and um, kind of views a week on the two shows. Wow, that's great. So what are the two shows that you're doing? Are, are they it's the YDF live show. So that's mm -hmm. your digital formula live show. Okay. You did a formula page and the CYT live show, which is change your thoughts page, which is a personal development one. It's got the three and a half million followers. And that's really the one that started off first, but I really wanted to do a business one and teach people for free how to kind of get into the right mindset about growing a business and starting a business. Um, and obviously it kind of promotes your digital formula program as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting combination. I know uh, another entrepreneur that does that too, that kind of mixing of the of the two. And it's so, having your own business in my experience and in that of my clients has been that it's so intermeshed. I mean, you can't have yeah. a business without... You can't grow a business without growing yourself. So that exactly. personal development realm is so interconnected. It sounds like you find that too. Yeah, well, I keep on saying, I've got, I always say in the kind of YDF live shows that 70% of business is personal development mm -hmm. because you can't run a business if you don't have the right mindset and it's all to do with personal growth. Um, so that's why we've got uh, kind of YDF Scotland. We've got kind of personal growth speakers as well as business speakers because they really are, just like you said, Ursula, they really are intertwined and you can't have one without the other. Mm -hmm. Well, it's great that you're spending energy on both of those tracks on the, in both of those areas and, and they're and they're interconnected too. So, yeah. yeah. Have you... Um, 
How do you feel in the day to day of your business? How, what's the best use of your time and energy as you're building this? I mean, do you, do you have people that work with you? Uh, and how do you, how do you build the day to day of your business? The day-to-day of it is really, and it, I've kind of looked at this over the last six months as well, and because I'm, I don't, I don't know about you, but I, I'm, I just get flooded with ideas for products, for doing kind of new <laughs> things, and and it is a nightmare because you just go, oh no, I can't do that. <laughs> so you have to get it out of your head somewhere. So I put it on scraps of paper on a computer, kind of on my laptop. They're everywhere. I need to collect them all together, and then try and focus. Um, because we had about, I don't know, about 20 different products um, before that, or I had about 20 different products between personal development and business. And I thought, right, I'm going to cut back and just focus on kind of four main products from the business side and one main product on the personal development side. And that helped a lot to kind of clear all that stuff in my mind so I could focus more. Um, so I've done that. I've definitely cut back, but we've got a team of seven, six now, six staff. Just now, we've got the operations manager Maria Flynn, and she's kind of like my right hand woman. She kind of does everything. We kind of talk every day, and we have a business meeting every week about where we're going with YDF uh, in particular. And it's really good to have somebody kind of to bounce off. And she she was a former YDF member. Well, mm-hmm. she still is a your digital formula, but I've seen how she worked with people and how she got on and she would do things that I wouldn't expect anybody to do. She would jump on a Skype call with them to help them out. And I thought she's going to be brilliant for the business. And that's where I hired all my staff as well. They're all kind of YDF members because in a group setting, you can get to see how they work and their personalities Mm -hmm. and you can just ask them, listen, would you like to work for YDF? And all of them, Agreed, which is brilliant. So I kind of have managed to let go of some of the things that I used to do every single day and pass on to um, Maria and kind of um, Eva Arsano as well. She's doing the kind of pages for me in Atlanta Hunt and kind of Nurag Singh does some images as well. So we've got some brilliant team members. Well, they're all brilliant team members, to be honest. Well, that's great that you've taken the the many ideas that you had and this is such a common issue for entrepreneurs i know it is for me too where you have a ton of ideas it's not for lack of ideas where the challenge comes in is making decisions about what are you actually going to focus on yeah and uh and i think what you said at the beginning what is going to be the thing that has the kind of biggest impact and if you look at um, look at all your ideas from that point of view then i think that's a good kind of litmus test when you ask the question, okay, that idea, is it going to have an impact on people? Is it truly going to help people in the world? And then if you say no, then it's kind of an idea to drop. And the other ones, you just keep stored away somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. So uh, in in the the work that you've been doing, I, I, I've started to think about impact in different ways. And one thing I'm curious about is what is it that has been most important to you in building this business? What have you, one way of of putting it is what have you been willing to struggle for? Because I think that that comes into the mix too. It's not all just a simple, easy, straightforward path to having uh, great success. There's, there's things along the way and choices that you have to make um, about your time and energy. Yeah, definitely. I think the biggest thing, because I, and I know, Again, I'm just going to be open and honest and candid. I work about 
between 80 and 95 hours a week. Wow. Um, can I do it? I know it's, it's crazy, but honestly, I know this is going to sound like a cliche, but it just does not feel like work. I, I'd literally jump it because I, <clears throat> I taught myself to kind of get by on five hours sleep a night. So I kind of jump out of bed and I'm really excited for the day. And it's been like this for the last, God no, I don't know how long it's been, years. I just kind of jump out of bed and I'm ready and I'm excited and I know what I'm going to be doing um, for the day. Um, so, But the biggest thing I, th- I think would be the kind of social life. Um, I have my, the most important thing is my family, then it's business. And really that's it at the moment. So it's family and business. The social life is not there. So I'd, I'd rather go out kind of with Sharon, my wife, mm-hmm. on a night out rather than go on a night out with kind of a group of friends or something like that. So I take care of family first, business, but sometimes it's impacted the family as well. Um, so we've had to kind of sit down and just say, listen, I'm going to be spending this time. It's important that I do this, but it's for the longer term. So I can involve the family and everything. They kind of know what I'm doing um, exactly when, and they know that kind of work hard as well. But I've had to take a step back over the last, again, six months and just kind of review that because I was working up until maybe nine o'clock at night, spending an hour with Sean before we went to bed. But now I say, okay, shut down at seven o'clock. Don't work past 12 o'clock on a Saturday and Sunday. And it's weird because you get so much more done as well. It's still working about eight hours a week, but you still get so much more done because you've got that time limit. Right. I'm posed that time limit. I've actually got more done because I've imposed that time limit. There's no just kind of mucking about. So it's been good from that point of view. But there is a sacrifice, a big sacrifice sometimes. Mm. Well, I find that too. If I have a very defined time frame, it's amazing how things just, they they go to fill the time that you've created <laughs> and made available. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So with all these hours that you work, I mean, one of the reasons you're able to do that is probably because your kids are grown and and uh, so that makes it more possible is is does your own how do you take care of yourself in that big working schedule? I mean, it sounds like your energy is at a, a great level. Are there specific things that you do to to support the this work that you're doing? Yeah, that's kind of has run over into kind of health issues. Not health issues, I do apologise, not health issues, but it's kind of run over into um, kind of that as well, where I'm not sometimes, like sometimes during the day, I don't know if you get this as well, I'm just so enthusiastic about something, I can work for two, three hours, and I'm working away, then I go on to the next thing, I thought, shit, I've forgotten to eat, I've never had my, my lunch or my dinner or anything like that, and I just forget to eat, and that, that's definitely not good for you so I've kind of taken a step back and said okay you need to focus on your health because it's a sedentary lifestyle I'm just kind of sitting at the computer all day or taking calls and things like that as well so my wife kind of goes to the gym three or four nights a week and we were doing that for a while I've kind of stopped again but I need to start it back but one of the things I do is um, kind of meditation just simple meditation it's just focusing kind of on your breath um, I'm trying new things as well, but just focusing on your breath and having a nap during the day as well. That kind of 10, 15 minute nap is amazing um, for me. And it's like having two hours sleep and I just, I'm ready to go again. I've got, I'm full of energy. If I don't have the nap, it's, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a killer. But I need to eat more properly. Definitely do. Um, I'm not being taken care of my health as much as I should, but 
we've, I am focusing on that just now, but it's one of the things I've kind of let go a wee bit over the last few months. Hmm. Well, it, I mean, part of it is the awareness of, of that and, <clears throat> and working towards it. I, I mean, I think the thing that comes up for so many people that are in this impact-based work that they, you know, as you said, you want to help as many people as you can and, and find ways to serve them better. You can get so caught up in that, especially when it's yeah. energizing and empowering that, uh, you know, just an awareness of what you'd like to do is, is a great start for that, as well as doing the things you already are doing. Yeah, exactly. I think we've been, I've been going to the gym for ages, for about a year now, but kind of over the last couple of months kind of stopped. I thought I need to do this. I need to work on YDF Scotland, for example, because that's a big kind of event and it was taking up all the time. And now I'm thinking, right, okay, you're, you're just taking a wee bit too far now. You need to get back to the gym, do the exercise um, and just get your body back into shape again. So as it's starting to work, like for example, this was weird as well. So we had, and just, talking about eating healthy and stuff like that. We had a McDonald's for the first time and oh, I don't know how long. <laughs> and uh, I didn't realise, but we had this McDonald's and about an hour after it, we totally crashed. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never experienced that before, but we, I mean, it was like you just crash, your brain's fried, your body's fried and everything. I thought, that is the last time I'm ever going to eat a McDonald's. And it's the first time my body's, um, I've kind of noticed it the effect that McDonald's has on you. Not McDonald's in particular, but, you know, that type of food. Mm -hmm. um, so just even being aware, like you say, is a big thing. Yeah. Well, that awareness, it, I mean, whether it's fast food or eating sugar, it's amazing how uh, we don't notice. And and, and when we do, the, the effects are quite dramatic. So. It is. It yeah. is. I, you mentioned um, YDF or Your Digital Formula Scotland. Is that a live event or is it an online event? No, it's a live event. Oh, so wow. we'll, what we've done is we've got um, we have hired a castle in Edinburgh. <laughs> um, it's Dundas Castle, and it's the most beautiful place ever. And we thought, okay, I want to make this event kind of spectacular, um, and we want to kind of invite speakers over. And um, so we've got eight speakers going over, including myself. And we're just starting to promote the event just now. So it's for two days in June in Edinburgh and Scotland. So it's stressful, but it's brilliant. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I cannot wait for it. That's great. I, I actually was at an event at Dundas Castle. This is years ago when I worked in a corporate Are you job. <laughs> and uh, we went into dinner. Before we went into dinner, there was a reception outside and they, uh, they had uh, pipers come over. Uh, uh, <laughs> The crest of the hill, and it was it was totally clear why bagpipes were used in battle because it was it was terrifying to hear that <laughs> <laughs> that approach. So, what a wonderful venue for your for your event. What what yeah. made what made you go to a live event? Because that really, I mean, you're so online based. And yeah. what what made you decide to do that? Well, there's a funny story. Um, to last year, I was um, we've got I'm in a mastermind group um, with kind of three women, three kind of high executive kind of women who are doing executive coaching. Mm -hmm. And we've been on this um, kind of mastermind group for a, for a while, for a couple of years. And they said, okay, we'll meet up in London for the first time. I thought, cool, um, we're going to go down in May in 2016 to meet up and we'd have a two-day kind of event, just really getting diving deep into each other's businesses. So I said, okay, while I'm down in London, I might as well meet some of the YDF members. Um, so I put a post in our group in our community group and said, listen, I'm going down to London in May 
does anybody fancy meeting for a drink? Because I'll be finished this mastermind about five o'clock on a Friday. Do you fancy meeting up for a drink? And a, a few of them came back and said, yeah, that would be great. We're in London. But then somebody from Ireland said, listen, I'd like to come over. And then somebody from Guatemala and America oh, wow. and Germany and said, we'd like to come over. And I'm going, no, no, it's only for a drink. You can't come <laughs> all, all the way over just for a drink. <laughs> and then they said, no, I would like to. So there's more and more people saying, yeah, we'll come over. So 42 people said they were going to come over from wow. around the world. I'm going, listen, this is just for a pint. So I thought, <laughs> okay, we're going to have to organize an event. So within a month, we organized an event in London. We got the venue. We got a couple of speakers. And it was an amazing event. And I just got so energized by it. And I thought, I'm going to do this every year. But I want people to come to Scotland instead of going to kind of London or San Diego, California or somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was <laughs> that's the story behind YDF Scotland. Wow, that's great. And I mean, it's not it, it's a wonderful blend when you can do it, because I I personally believe that there's nothing like person to person contact live yeah. connection. And so to be able to integrate the two is really powerful. And again, it's evolved for you in an organic way of, of putting out this invitation to join you and seeing such a strong interest. And, and you went with that idea as a result of getting that kind of response. Yeah, it was amazing. And I think, and that's the power kind of community. And that's a big part of kind of your digital format. It's a community that makes your digital form is so special. If it was just a program and you didn't get to kind of meet me in the kind of Facebook group and meet other people in the Facebook group, it wouldn't be the program it is today. It's a community that totally makes it. And it's just, uh, that's been a big kind of turning point for the business as well when I realized when I had that kind of revelation. And it's all about community now. And I think business is. It's all about kind of the social and the community aspect of it as well. Uh that is a great thing you just said. It's all about community now. Um, what what ways is that playing out besides the things we've talked about already? Are, are you seeing people spontaneously interacting with each other or, or interacting with you in different ways? Yeah, I mean, people, that's a, and the beauty of kind of being online is you can kind of speak to people and people um, speak to me kind of every day via kind of Facebook messaging or in the group itself. And there's that community aspect where a lot of people have said, okay, we're going to form a little kind of Devon group, which is down in kind of England. Mm-hmm. And people have met up, um, YDF members have met up, five of them met up, and some of them met up in America and kind of uh, in Europe as well. A couple of them have stayed with each other and just kind of done business together. I'm thinking this is amazing. And this is where the, the YDF pods um, came, that the idea for the YDF pods. So I thought, Okay, if I travel to Arizona, if I go to kind of Philadelphia and just have a, a YDF Philadelphia, YDF Arizona, but just get 30 to 50 people together mm-hmm. and just kind of really make it really intimate uh, and kind of special, I think that could be really special um, as well. And I think we're, we're working on that idea just now and we're going to make that happen soon as well. And it's just about this community aspect again. People want to know each other and in person. It's, oh, it's the energy you get from kind of in-person events like that as well. It's just, it's amazing. It really, you can't beat it. Yeah, I, I've done live events myself, and it's just so powerful for everybody there. So, yeah. That's so, so you got that buzz as well when you were doing the speaking and when you were doing the. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's nothing like 
connecting with people that have, have decided to join in this community and then also to have them connecting with each other and, and yeah. people meet and there are all kinds of spontaneous things arise out of that business wise friendships. It's, it's pretty amazing. Ah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, you know, we've talked a lot about how things have grown and, and the, the good things that have happened, the growth you've experienced. Have you run in, and this is kind of a rhetorical question of, uh, <laughs> have you run into obstacles or barriers in making the impact you want to have? And, and uh, I mean, uh, of course, everyone has. It is, would you be willing to talk about one of those situations and how you move through it? I always think it's valuable for people to hear. It's not just about this amazing, you know, yeah. steady growth, nothing bad ever happens kind of story. It's it's good to hear how people deal with challenges that come up as well. Yeah, I think one of the biggest challenges for me or so, as I said at the beginning or near the beginning, um, is that kind of belief in yourself. When you say, because you, a lot of us do kind of suffer from that imposter syndrome, where you say, well, who am I to teach? But you, you get to a certain level and you say, okay, I'm teaching people this, that's great. And then your kind of business has to take it up a notch and you get the same feelings again with that imposter syndrome. Well, who am I to teach at this level, if that makes sense? And then you, you kind of go into coaching and then you, you can ask yourself, who am I to kind of coach people as well? You constantly have to remind yourself of why why people believe in you. So you should believe in yourself. So it's been difficult, if I'm being honest, it might not be a kind of tangible thing, but I think that's been one of the biggest things, just kind of believing um, in myself and just saying, you can do this. And obviously I know I can do things, but it's just, it's like a kind of pressure where people are looking up to you and expecting answers from you as well. And you go, why, why are you looking at me? Why, why, why are you looking at me to be a leader? And you have to step up and be a leader and you have to change your mindset um, to be a leader almost as well. And to be honest, that's been one of the most kind of difficult, difficult things over the, the last couple of years. But it's getting there. It's getting there now, but it's just stepping up all the time and it's stepping into a different role all the time as well. Yeah. How do you inspire yourself to step up or or do you see it as a discipline or how do you approach it? Are there practices that you have to work through that when it pops up? No, I, th I think that definitely meditation helps because that just calms your mind down because my mind's going 100 miles an hour kind of all the time and it's, going, it's asking all these questions. It's, it's getting ideas from there. It's getting just everything from everywhere <clears throat> and just calming down and just allowing yourself to step back and just say, listen, you've got this far because you've done these things. You've done good things for people. Look at their results for that person, for that person, for that person. There's no reason not to believe that you can take up a level or stay on the level that you, you are just now and keep helping even more people in a broader sense as well. So it's about kind of taking a step back from yourself which, which can be difficult, I suppose, but you have to take that step back from yourself and just look at the things you've achieved instead of always looking into the future and say, okay, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do that. Um, you just take a step back and enjoy the moment mm -hmm. and enjoy the success you've had so far. And there's going to be down periods. There's going to be down periods where kind of business hits a wee kind of roadblock and you take that on board and you just um, talk yourself through it. And it's just calming yourself down, taking a wee step back. Yeah, I, I, enjoying the moment, that's such an important aspect because we, we tend to um, have an experience, say something 
something happens, something even something positive, and we don't pause. We just kind yeah. of go, yeah, okay, good, next. And exactly. uh, I, don't, I don't think we, we pause it long enough mm-hmm. to recognize our kind of success, successes in life and because we tend to um, remember more the failures than the successes. We don't give ourselves enough credit for the successes, but we we give ourselves a real hard time for the failures. Mm-hmm. And that, that's really important when you can take a step back and really look and just say, this is what I've achieved this month. That's been phenomenal. And this is what I've not achieved. This is what I want to achieve more for the future. And if you can do that and make a practice, then that's, that's really special, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Is, is there some in, an insight or some advice that you would share with another business owner who's asking themselves, how can I have impact? How can I make a positive contribution? What would you share? I think one of the things also would be a big thing. And for me, at the beginning, I suppose, is just the phrase, keep going. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep being yourself and be genuine, be authentic and ask yourself that question. And it literally it kind of changes your kind of life, your business life. If you keep on asking a question every single day, how can I help more people? How can I help more people? And you just keep on asking that. And soon your, your kind of subconscious mind gets into the habit of thinking, is that a win-win? Is that a win for you? Is that a win for the customer? Instead of a, just a win for you all the time. And when you ask that, that is a big thing. It sounds so simple, but it's a big, huge thing that can change um, your business and keep on going as well and turn up every single day. That, that's probably three insights, but <laughs> turn up every day and do what you're going to be doing every day. Don't kind of do it half hours to just turn up every day and just keep going well and you certainly have turned up every day and you've built this this amazing <laughs> following in business so i uh i'm so interested in that you started off as an addiction worker helping people and then you made this transition into business thinking it was focusing more on the profit side and you ended up helping people and serving yeah. people in the end as well so um i i it's great that your philosophy is how many people can you help? How can you serve them better? Um, it really says a lot about your business and it's, it's reflected in the great success that you've had. So I really appreciate you being willing to talk about the inner workings of, of your business and, and what that's meant for you today, Steve. Uh, I think this is going to be really valuable for people to hear and, and uplifting as well. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me on. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope your listeners get something out of it as well. And obviously, they can contact me if they've got any questions. So what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Well, they can go over to the page, yourdigitalformula.com, and there'll be a contact kind of button there. Or they can go on the Facebook page, uh, Change Your Thoughts Today, or the other Facebook page, the business page, at Your Digital Formula. Um, so any of those, and they'll be able to message me. And I usually get back within a day. It's getting more messages, but we'll usually get back within a day um, for the messages. That's great. Well, thank you again, Steve, and thank you for the work you're doing in the world. Thank you so much, Ursula. So join us for more podcasts on impact. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast channel on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll be notified as soon as new podcasts are available. Thank you to everyone listening for being here. Until next time, to keep that positive flow of energy going in your business so you can have your own impact. Join our community of entrepreneurs like you by entering your name and email at workalchemy.com.